You're tuned in to The Pelican Life, a new podcast from Praying Pelican Missions. When people come together to be God's hands and feet in the community, beautiful things happen, and that's what this podcast is about. We want to share the stories of how God is moving in and through the local church all around the world, because when we live a life of service and sacrifice, that's The Pelican Life. I'm Adam Hildebrandt, the host of The Pelican Life. My wife, Carissa, has worked for PPM for seven years now, and we've had the chance as a family to see firsthand the impact of God's church moving in this country and in other countries around the world. I'm excited to share those stories with you as we work through this podcast. Today, we're speaking with Deanna Verschneider, who works for PPM and is overseeing the rollout of the new location in D.C. here in 2021. She and Krista just made a trip to Washington, D.C., and we'll talk a little bit about the atmosphere there right now and what you can expect on a trip to Washington, D.C. to go and serve there this summer. So without further ado, here's this episode of The Pelican Life. edition of the Pelican Life. I'm your host Adam Hildebrandt. Good to be back with you after a couple of weeks hiatus here uh, since our Christmas episode and uh, it's a new year so let's talk about some some new exciting things within PPM. We've heard uh, uh, from Krista about Tulsa. We've heard about oh there's another one I'm drawing a blank on uh, but there's a lot of new U.S. locations this year. I know we heard about Lake Charles as well. One of those new locations is Washington D.C. and uh, our guest today, Deanna, is in is going to be overseeing that, and in fact, has just returned from a trip to Washington D.C. and uh, the alarm bells might be ringing in your head with recent events, and we'll get to that in just a moment because that is certainly going to be part of our conversation. But first, Deanna, let's uh, let the let the listeners know about you a little bit. Uh, when when did you get involved with PPM, and, and how did you get started? Yeah, thanks, Adam. So I have been around PPM uh, in a staff position for nine years. Three of those were seasonal staff while I was in college. And then in 2014, I took a job full time uh, and have been working with PPM since and have absolutely loved it. Okay, so uh, you had a, a similar experience, which is you were doing some part time stuff and, and had experience before you went full time with the organization uh, that tends to be how it works out and I think PPM uh, has tried to cultivate it that way for a long time uh, but what I feel like what that leads to is you by the time you get into a full-time role and position it seems like uh, most full-time PPM staffers by that time know the organization well they know the pillars and and it, al- it seems like it allows you guys to kind of you know buy in wholeheartedly to, to that mission and, w- and work together towards it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what happened. Like I fell in love with the ministry of PPM and uh, how things were done. And God just made it very clear that this was the missions that I was called to. I knew I was called to be a missionary since I was seven years old, which is Hmm. kind of crazy. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. And um, God just provided that way. That was so abundantly clear. So I'm somewhat familiar, uh, but other people probably won't be. So what all roles have you held with, with PPM so far? Yeah. So as a seasonal staff leader, I worked in Belize. I worked in Mexico um, and then again, 
Oregon and Belize. And then when I was hired on full-time, I started working in Tucson, Arizona with the hopes of being able to travel back and forth between Mexico and Tucson. Um, unfortunately, that, it, that didn't work out because in uh, 2014, a lot of things started going on in Mexico and there was a lot of travel restrictions um, just for safety. So we didn't end up having those um, or that possibility, but I was working in Tucson for a few years and then I became ops leader in Tucson and then was kind of shifted down to Miami, which is much closer to where I live in North Carolina. Um, so it kind of worked out after I had my first baby, I was just flying a two hour flight instead of an eight hour flight across the country um, to be operations in Miami. Um, since then I've <laughs> shifted gears a lot. Um, <laughs> We started in 2018 in North Carolina after Hurricane Florence hit the area, um, and we had some churches reach out and actually ask us if we would be willing to partner with them to start sending teams to the coast in North Carolina. Um, I, When Carissa started doing her disaster response, which um, was this past year, I took over Boston and Providence. We now call that New England. The New England region, and I took over operations there, expecting to be able to lead and plan trips for 2020. I think we all know what happened there. So, um, unfortunately, those didn't happen, but we're expecting to see those again, hopefully in 2021 or 2022. But Carissa is actually back over those. So, I am uh, since shifted my focus back to Tucson, um, the Carolinas, and get to launch Washington, D.C. And that's where we are now. <laughs> that, is, that is a lot going on <laughs> in, in a lot of different places. So uh, real quick, before we dive into D.C., what, what is – you mentioned that you were drawn to mission trips at an early age. What, what is it that you like? What's, your, what's kind of your favorite thing about mission trips? Yeah, my – I love our partnerships with, with our churches and with our nonprofits. I mean, one of the things that I – was just so passionate about when I went on a trip with PPM was the sustainability of our trips. And after I left, I could point people to the local church and the local church is the responsible one for following up. And, and that was just one of those things that like was a huge epiphany to me. Like, this is amazing. I can, can point people to a local church and know that I'm not just coming for a week of ministry and then leaving and not able to you know, continue to disciple people if I was able to share the gospel or, you know, make sure that families are still taken care of after I left. Um, but there was this lasting, you know, effect that the local church is going to stay in that community. So we started this podcast back in April, I think, ish, somewhere in there. Uh, the The idea was kind of came out of everything shutting down due to COVID and, and finding a way to still be able to talk about mission trips. And uh, I picked a really interesting year to start doing a, a <laughs> podcast between COVID and we had a lot of racial reconcil reconciliation conversations, uh, some of which proudly uh, I'm very proud to have gotten to take place on this podcast. Um, you guys specifically did not go, you and Chris had just returned from DC and you specifically did mm -hmm. not go in two weekends to avoid the inauguration because we thought there might be some consternation around that. Uh, the date of January 6th really did not occur to any of us, I don't think, at the time that trip was planned. And then, uh, you know, Carissa flies out to, to Raleigh to meet up with you, and we're all like, maybe you wait a day. 
because you were supposed to be there on Wednesday. That turned out to be a really good decision. So, you know, politics aside, that was obvious. I mean, that was a worldwide event. Like, that was on the front page of newspapers all across the entire world. You guys ended up uh, going to D.C. on Thursday and then being around the Capitol more on Friday. Uh, and we've since learned that there's, you know, potential threats on the U.S. Capitol, various, various state capitals. It's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a whole ordeal. But what was it like being in D.C. and at our nation's capital in the couple days after that? What was what was the atmosphere? Because all of this is going to play into, certainly, mission teams going to serve in D.C. down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, honestly, it's this kind of juxtaposition of, of having – it was sobering, right? Like, to know that we're here after these – atrocities that happened and just everything that happened on the 6th um, and then you know coming in a day or two later it it was so sobering and humbling to be there Um, but on the flip side of that safety wise I don't think it's possible that I would have felt safer Um, because of the reduced numbers of people on the streets due to COVID and and all that Um, and then additional law enforcement on like every sidewalk. I didn't fear for, you know, my life. And I, I understand that that's a privilege in and of itself. Um, but safety wise, I definitely didn't feel, um, unsafe, but emotionally it was, it was hard to take in that just two days ago, people were breaking into our capital. Um, and then what that might you know, mean for the future. First of all, it was I, heartbreaking. I think you are going to probably win some sort of Pelican Life Award for using juxtaposition because that might be the the uh, best use of a longer word that we've had from a guest on the show so far, uh, and you used it per- correctly. <laughs> so well, well done. Um, but D.C. the 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 people of Washington D.C. like the the not the Congress people necessarily, but like your average American citizen that lives in Washington D.C. They're in this kind of goofy spot because their city, in some ways, is controlled by the federal government and by Congress. And you know, if you live a few blocks from uh, the National Mall or anything like that, you experience protests and things like that all the time. And I would think that that would be a very unique and, and occasionally stressful situation to be in. So you obviously you met with some uh, church leaders and you met with a few potential partner churches while you guys were there. What kind of feel did you get in terms of, uh, you know, what they were going through personally and, and watching their city go through and, and the things that they're going to have to deal with because they live there all of the time? Yeah, I think a lot of our church partners, uh, they're just feeling burdened, um, burdened to pray for the leaders that are there, um, burdened for their community that is being affected um, in so many ways already. Um, And then you add this on top of it and just so much unsettledness that is there um, due to politics, due to COVID, protesting, all that. Um, There's just so much division. And you can definitely see that on our partners' faces. They're tired. They're burdened. Um, We're praying for a breath of of fresh air um to come through and maybe settle um yeah i think that's the best way to say it is just to to settle them and give them a piece uh, about continuing ministry 
and hopefully, you know, PPM and, and subsequently the, the teams who come uh, to serve at those partner churches can, can help bring in that breath of fresh air. Um, you know, D.C. is, I think everybody thinks of D.C. If you don't live in D.C., I think you think of D.C. as the nation's capital and not necessarily a, as a city in and of itself. So, at, you know, what are some things that, that D.C. as a location are going to bring to the table that, that, you know, don't necessarily have to do with, with U.S. politics? Yeah, I think D.C. is very similar to a lot of our big cities where you're going to have this um, very elite population followed by a very stark difference of, of poverty stricken neighborhoods. Um, the elite are our senators, are the, the people in Washington. Um, and then you have the D.C. portion of it. And that's that's like your um a lot of them are lower income neighborhoods or just kind of your standard neighborhoods in cities. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so whenever teams are able to come and serve, we have different, very different types of ministries where they could work with um, praying for our senators and our congressmen and, and the leaders in Washington and staying in that section. Um, or we can continue to work in our um, the suburbs, if you will, of, of Washington. So the DC part um, and these smaller neighborhoods, working with churches that are trying to meet basic needs, working with nonprofits that are meeting basic needs, um, such as food and shelter and clothing, figuring out how to find services for, you know, how to find a job and those types of things. There's a lot um, of variety in ministry that's going to be able to happen. Um, including hopefully with COVID, we'll still be able to do a lot of the relational ministry or at least some of it, um, including some kids educational programs with some ministries we've talked with. Okay, so it sounds like, uh, you know, some potential for VBS, uh, a food distribution and, and homeless ministry, I know are, are kind of, you know, staples of a lot of PPM locations. Is that something that might be able to take place in DC as well? Uh, absolutely. Yep. All right, good to know. Uh, uh, so, We've we've kind of talked about the needs of Washington D.C. as as a whole now, and and what uh, what we're looking at for as, in terms of our our partner churches, um, which how many are there? Where are they located throughout the course of the city at this point? Uh, because as, as we know, that's that's one of the bases. That's the one of the pillars of PPM. Yeah. So as a launching point, we've got two solid church partners. One is like in the city, um, and one is just outside the city in Maryland. Um, and both of these church partners are, you know, very, I guess, sold out to PPM, right? They, they are excited about bringing teams in and they're already doing ministry in their neighborhoods um, or helping us to connect with others that are doing ministry. Um, and so I think that answers your question that the two church partners, and then we've got uh, four nonprofits that we've talked with that are very open to receiving teams as well. Um, and we would kind of, if you're familiar with PPM, a lot of that is kind of like trickled into our, our itineraries or our nonprofit partners. Um, occasionally, we might have a full team work with a nonprofit versus a church partner, but a lot of times the, the week is um, kind of shared between the church partner and nonprofit partner where we can create a really cool itinerary in that. Um, there's a couple other church partners that we are are hoping to partner with another one is just outside the city um in wheaton and then another one that's in the city um in like the marshall heights area and so i'm waiting on phone calls 
best to set up some meetings with them, but um, it sounds like those are really promising opportunities as well. And when you out when you went uh, were out there last week and, and meeting with people, did you have to, could you do it in person? Did you have to do it via Zoom? What was that like? Uh, because obviously this is a, a a different time and a different era of trying to make personal connections. Yeah, so we did a couple of them over Zoom, and we were actually able to have three in person meetings, um, socially distanced, um, wearing masks, and you know it was it it worked. It was fine. We were able to communicate just fine with masks on and hear hearts and um, be excited about what this summer is going to look like. That is Deanna Verschneider. She will be working uh, in D.C. And, and overseeing D.C. for PPM in the coming summer, uh, spring and summer. And, and we're looking forward to, uh, you know, not only getting trips as a whole back and rolling again, but uh, in particular opening up some of these new locations. If, if someone is potentially interested in a trip to D.C. with their mission team this year, what's the best way for them to kind of get the ball rolling on that? Yeah, feel free to go to our website and, and uh, click on Washington, D.C. and request more information. Um, or you can give me a call or send me an email um, directly Adam, is it okay to give my email and yeah, phone number? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, yeah, great. Um, <laughs> my phone number is 919-717-1176, or you can email me at deanna at ppm.org, and that's D-E-A-N-N-A at ppm.org. Love to answer questions. Really, really excited to start ministry and partnerships in Washington, D.C., yeah, that's kind of the nice thing about podcasting is I get to make my own rules. So it's it's very easy to to do that. All right, so that's Deanna. Uh, we're really looking forward to seeing what D.C. is going to become uh, in in any location. And, and there are so many locations that, that need help and have people who are hurting. But in any location where there's the kind of friction and the clash uh, that there is, like there is in Washington, D.C., uh, those are places in need of, of service and of prayer and of love. So we're really looking forward to seeing the things that God is going to do in that city. Uh, Deanna, before we wrap up here, let me say a quick prayer. Uh, God, we thank you for this time together to, to talk about uh, the hearts and the needs of the people in Washington, D.C. We thank you for uh, a safe setup trip for Deanna and Chris as they were able to go out there and start to learn about uh, how your work is going to be done and, and how the church is going to be uh, uplifted and affected and grow over the course uh, of these um, you know next several months here we pl pray not only for our leaders in washington dc but the citizens of, of washington dc uh, for any tumultuous times that come ahead and we just ask that you continue to be a light in that city and allow ppm and the teams that go and serve through ppm to be a light there as well in your name amen amen Thanks for joining us today on The Pelican Life. If you have a story you'd like to share about your experience on a PPM trip, we'd love to hear from you. Email pelicanlife at ppm.org to submit yourself or other guests for the show. We'd love it if you'd give us a like, a follow, or a positive rating wherever you may be listening to this podcast. And we'd also like to invite you to visit our website, ppm.org. There you can find all sorts of information about PPM's mission, our partners, and even the latest news on how current events are affecting Praying Pelican missions. Finally, if you believe in PPM and our mission, we humbly ask that you consider donating to our cause. You can donate to anything from helping us bridge the gap during the COVID-19 crisis to supporting certain locations or even missionaries you may know personally. Just visit ppm.org donate. Until we meet again, remember, God loves you now and always. 
Goodbye for now, and keep living the Pelican life.